welcome, my friend, to the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, an authentic space to talk about life in truth and love. It's true, not everyone is an Enneagram One perfectionist, but it is my firm belief that our world today suffers from a lot of the destructive and deceptive lies that perfectionism has to offer. That is why this podcast will encourage, empower, and uplift you. For those of you brand new here today, perfectionism has destructive habits that play a negative role in our lives. Perfectionism can hold us back and force us to live from a place of fear instead of love. Perfectionists have good qualities too, but only when they are functioning from a healthy perspective. Perfectionism frequently lies to us by keeping us in a not enough zone. Because when you strive for the impossible goal of perfection, you will always find yourself in the lack. Hey friends, it's me. (laughs) Just sneaking in here to let you know you might hear some technical issues um, because I had some. But I did my best to um, seam this episode together and I hope you will enjoy it. Inside today's podcast, I have with me Tracy Hagler. Tracy is a wife, mother of two teenagers, and a writer. She worked as a nurse for 12 years before walking through the hardship of chronic illness, and now God has called her to serve and encourage women through writing devotionals and creating Bible study resources. Tracy, it's so great to have you here. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you for having me. Yes, my pleasure. I'm excited to be here. Yay! (laughs) Now, you've shared with me that your biggest struggle is chronic illness. So would you mind talking a little bit about that and like how it affects your day-to-day life? Sure. Um, Yeah, um, I I came down with a chronic illness about three years ago um, for um, three years. And so... um, so I was always really active. I never had any health issues. Um, we were very active um, in our church, you know. And mm-hmm. so I actually just went to um, a chiropractor visit for some pain I was having in, in my pelvic. And um, overnight, it triggered um, this illness. And so for months, I wasn't able to even, like, take a shower by myself. I couldn't. Um, it was, it was a drastic change from healthy to, um, being unhealthy like mm-hmm. overnight. <laughs> and so, um, luckily I didn't have small children at the time. My, um, daughter was, I guess she was about 13 at the time and my son was 19. So, um, so that was good cause they could do stuff more or less for themselves. Um, but mm-hmm. I had a lot of questions cause at that point, you know, relationships changed because I had um, not been to church in months. And, you know, chronic illness is kind of misunderstood because it's like chronic. You know, people are like, you mm-hmm. have the flu, you get over it in a week. And um, so it it was hard not being able to fellowship as normal with our mm-hmm. church family and things like that. And um, just learning to, because uh, ha- I'm, I'm quite a bit better now like I can do things life that I can do things that I couldn't do in the beginning of the illness and it just fluctuates so I have like severe relapses 
and then I'll get better. But sometimes I'm bed bound for four months at a time. Mm. Oh, um, my goodness. So <laughs> it was a big adjustment. And um, so I remember, um, yeah, just, just trying to deal with the symptoms and, and coming to grips, you know, with the change. And, uh, and, and basically, you know, I went through a time of, of grieving, you know, because, you know, I lost my nursing career at that point. And, oh, yeah. Um, and so, you know, I felt like, you know, I, I had to surrender and I went through a time of, you know, lament and grief, which I had never went through my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so at that point, you know, before that, um, you know, Psalms, I read them, but I couldn't really relate to the lament that David had went through. I'd read mm-hmm. Job, but I couldn't really relate to the lament that he had went through um Mm -hmm. so all of a sudden this season I could you know right season you know where something in the word of God you can really relate to oh yes so um so yeah it, it it affects my life on different levels from from day to day so so I mean it sounds like there's a lot of pain involved um, but do they have like a diagnosis or like, do you know what it's called? Um, or? yeah. Um, well, so when I went to the chiropractor, it triggered an, um, autonomic nervous system malfunction. So it's a, an, like a neuroimmune disease. Um, it's called chronic fatigue syndrome. That's what they used to call it, but now they call oh, it, okay. they call it myalgic encephalitis, which means that you have inflammation of the brain and spine. Um, so the name doesn't really do it justice. <laughs> um, oh man. So it came with something called POTS, which, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia and fibromyalgia. And so mm-hmm. all of these were kind of linked together. And, um, so many people, I'm very fortunate because a lot of people that have MECFS, which is the chronic fatigue syndrome, um, some of them are bed bound for 10 years they're on feeding tubes they can't speak but when you say the word chronic fatigue syndrome not a whole lot of people um even in the medical field really understand chronic fatigue like at this Mm -hmm. point so they're just learning things about it and so what's really cool this year is we did like um we uh went to congress when everybody was coming down with covid um Mm -hmm. a lot of them was was getting a post-viral illness which can be um, chronic fatigue syndrome and POTS. Um, so there's many um, long COVID patients that that are also having this illness. Mm-hmm. And um, so we really um, did a um, um, advocated, you know, for getting funding. And I think we got a lot of funding and research going on for that right now. Wow. So, <laughs> So, yeah, it, I mean, I hate that, that it, it came, like, to other people getting sick with it through COVID um, mm-hmm. because 75% of people come down with it through after a viral, like a viral infection. Um, mm. But I'm the 25% that came down with it from, like, a, a spinal injury or something like that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, but they're doing me more research, and it's getting noticed more, and so... Um, hopefully they'll find more treatments because of as, as of right now, there's not any FDA approved treatments. Right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's cause yeah, it sounds like they just don't know enough yet to even know what to do to treat it. Right. They, they don't. Wow. So, you know, I, I hate saying it like this, but 
I think you were trying to highlight too that um, even through lots of pain and loss, there was like a little glimmer of hope. Um, oh yes, oh yes. Through all of this, <laughs> oh yes. Um, <laughs> and so, how have you found your faith and relationship with God helpful as you live with this chronic illness? Um. Wow. So, um, I've really, um, I really found God's presence a lot um during this time because I realized a lot of the kingdoms that I had built for myself had to fall if that makes any sense so um Mm. at the time you know I really thought that I had let God have control of my life but really now looking back I had complete control of my life I was like I could get up and go to work when I wanted I could choose where I wanted to work I could exercise when I wanted I could eat when I wanted. (laughs) And so um, there were certain times during this illness that, um, that you get severe breathing problems with it when you go into a relapse. And, and I just remember like, I'm like, I really have to rely on God to provide for us to, you know, to help me breathe through the night. Um, just like this complete reliance on, you know, Mm -hmm. the Lord. And, um, so there was like a surrender And, you know, I went through a time of like lament and grief and I thought, well, this is just weakness. I should be handling this better. Um, But I realized I couldn't do it in my own strength. And um, he was like, you know, you're going to have to pull from my strength now. You know, you've you've lived your whole life running off of your strength and your control thinking Mm -hmm. that I was in control. And so like at that point, all of my kingdoms had to fall. And so, um. So when I read the book of Job, which was really comforting for me, which is, is mm-hmm. like a really dep- depressing kind of book if you read it. But, you know, he- I love it, too, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm like, there's so much in that about just reliance oh, yeah. and just um, I mean, it's just it's just an amazing book. And so right now I've been writing a devotional on it for chronic illness um, mm-hmm. warriors, you know, that um, to, to help them because it helped me so much over the past three years. But. But something that really got me was that, you know, Job was considered really righteous. And I'm like, you know, I'm not as righteous as Job, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I don't consider myself like Job. But um, but what's so funny about it is that, or it's kind of ironic, is that when he, he got sick, you know, God said he was the most righteous man on, on earth. You know, he was. Yes. Uh, and so, but his friends and you know that come to comfort him was like you know um you've you've sinned and this is what's happened to your kids and if you would just repent you know God would take this off of you and I was like oh my gosh that's so horrible but even after I got sick I realized like not always do people understand because there was times like I would get up after um four months of being bed bound and I was like oh my gosh I was like, I would tell my husband, we can go to church today. Like, I feel like I can get up and walk, you know? And so I'd be so mm-hmm. excited. And I remember going in and there was somebody that was there as a guest speaker. And he was talking about the paraplegic um, at the pool of Bethesda. Yes. And he was like, he said, Jesus asked him if he even wanted to be well, do And he was like, and he told him to go sin no more or something worse would happen to him. And, Mm -hmm. and so, but the way he portrayed it is that God had put this sickness on him and that if he didn't stop sinning, that something bad 
you know, worse was going to happen. Right. But I remember leaving there crying and I was like, God, you know, because all these thoughts of don't do I not have enough faith for my healing? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I even had a friend send me something about um, partaking of the Lord's Supper and worthy and people dying and getting mm-hmm. sick early. And, and I was just like, I was devastated for a while because I was taking this in oh, yeah. and just taking it as truth. And, and, um, God really took me through, um, to, uh, what was it? What verse was it? Um, to two Corinthians 10, four through six, where it says for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. You know, mm-hmm. we destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. But I know a lot of people take that as like, um, you know, positive thinking, you know, uh-huh. but for me, it was you bring those thoughts, those words that are are planted there to destroy you and you bring it to the word of God. And so every time I did that, God was like, no, this is, this is not punishment. And so the more that I looked at Job, I realized mm-hmm. there is a spiritual battle going on. There is a spiritual battle going on, um, you know, God and Satan yeah. and Job did not know anything about it. And, um, and Job was really like, he grieved and he, you know, he cursed the day that he was born. Like, I mean, he grieved and, and you really couldn't understand that unless you'd walk through that loss. And but right. I think the thing that the Lord, because it, it says, so for me, it was like, it was okay to grieve and it was okay um, to lament. Like that's a process that's, that's necessary for, for healing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, others might be like, well, Hey, you got to be more positive about this and just suck it up and go on. But for me, it was a process. And um, what you're saying about process, I think, um, I think we don't pay attention to that a lot. Um, Just like you were saying, people expect you to just, okay, well, you got to get over it now. Like, it's time to move on. Like, don't you have enough faith? And um, that, I have learned the same thing as you. Um, I really had, like, I'm listening to you like, yes, wow, she really gets it. Like, I, I'm really enjoying listening to this. And you know what? I, I, I'm always blessed by my guests. And you're no exception because I totally know what you're talking about in so many ways. Um, and I think what happens is, you know, we hear good, you know, well-meaning people yes, yes. trying to encourage us. Um, but, but the thing is, is they don't, they, they haven't been there. So they don't understand that this is not like a one and done thing. This is a process and, um, it might not be the Lord's will that it ever goes away until we're in heaven. Like that might be the Lord's will. Uh, and so what do we do in the meantime? Well, we keep drawing close and we keep learning and we keep worshiping him and we keep letting him work through us. And, and, and like you said, that surrender is huge. Letting your kingdoms fall. Um, that is something I don't feel many people understand, um, and I understand it. So I just want you to know, (laughs) (laughs) I definitely, I definitely understand that. And 
and the whole um pool of bethesda thing oh my goodness gracious that that's actually one of my favorite passages and it's kind of um our stories i should say but it's kind of changed over time not in a way where it's like means something completely different but but i feel like the lord builds on it and and for me that story isn't even about physical right me yeah that's what i think as well it's yeah it's about jesus asking this person like do you want to be well meaning like do you even know what you want do you want me you know um because you know I I was I I honestly last night I almost posted something about this but I was thinking about how when I observe the world around me everyone's focused on what they don't want and and so there's really no solutions for them because they're they're not thinking that way and so I wanted to challenge and say you know do you know what you want because I can tell you where yes. to find it. Yeah. It's in Jesus. Yes. <laughs> and I think that goes right <laughs> along with that when he said, you know, um, go go and sin no more or something worse. Something worse could happen. And I think when he, what he was trying to say, too, maybe, I mean, this is just my own opinion, is that um, there's something worse than just physical illness. Um, and that's being separated yes. from God. Yes. So that's what I take from that. But, um, but yeah, that was something hard. Mm -hmm. Like I really had to dig into the word because you know how the enemy works. And like, even with Job, he, he lets one thing after another, after another. And so he tries to wear you down in your faith in God. Oh yes. Like I, I, and the book of Job really helped me realize that. Like, um, and another thing was, you know, the story of Joseph, because you know, I was like, wow, you know, he went to prison for something he didn't do for 12 years. And, you know, mm-hmm. the small blessing of having the favor of, um, you know, the prison warden was like a blessing. And so sometimes we can miss those very mm-hmm. small blessings, you know, so, so now I'm like, God, please right. open my heart, you know, because in the beginning I wasn't like that. I was like mm-hmm. about the things I had lost. And so, right. You're focusing on what you yes, have lost. And I'm like, please, re- you know, God just reveal to my heart, the small blessings that this, and so he does like the small blessings of a day, a good day, um, small blessing of, you know, mm-hmm. just, just small things that before I would have taken for granted before I got sick. So this is, this is really beautiful. <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I feel like he's, he, he's worked in me because there's things you know, like you said, mm-hmm. I didn't realize that was in me that needed to go. <laughs> a lot yes. Of things. And, you know, you brought up Joseph and I'm, I'm chuckling inside again because seriously, every character or every thing that you've talked about, like every scripture, I have a, like a close connection wow. to. Um, so <laughs> it's really funny that like God's even t- in me, like intertwined right. us even in specific (laughs) scriptures. Um, And so Joseph is actually um, a character in the book I'm working on that I talk about a lot. And I talk about that concept of he, you know, he was imprisoned for something he didn't even do, but God raised him up. And it's, to me, it's not a story of like, 
oh well if god loves you then good things yeah, are gonna you know come so to much, you in the world it's, yeah and that's right. not what it is that's right. not what it is um it's the, it's just like to me what i'm drawn to is the relationship yes. that joseph had wow. to have yes. with god um because and that's what I'm drawn to I'm like wow what an amazing man of faith like he is he knows God like wow I mean you would have to I mean just I mean just think of that yeah 12 years of prison you wouldn't feel very blessed I mean because people might be going by with no you know everything going right for him being like I'm blessed and you're he'd be like um I don't know so yeah, that is a wonderful story. <laughs> I love, I love the life of Joseph. That's just, it's very powerful. It is very powerful. And the thing that really stood out to me about him specifically was that you don't see him right. complaining. And I attributed that not because he's just this amazing superhuman guy. It's not about that. I think he's right. not complaining because he knows God so well, because he knows right. God is with him and will take care of him. That's that's the part that I'm like, wow, that's what it is. That, that makes me think yeah. this verse too. Um, it, the One of the verses that really got me through it was, I take care of you in the wilderness in that dry and thirsty land, which is Hosea 13, 5. And mm-hmm. I'm like, he does in that wilderness, in Joseph's wilderness, in that dry mm-hmm. and thirsty land, he took care of him. So Yes, he did. And he there's a lot of stories in the Bible of the wilderness, and they're all so rich with, um, like, yes. provision and like you know you're in this horrible place and then the story is really about how god provides and and so i can say like Uh, i i I may have been a complainer in the beginning but he's totally changed my perspective so there was a lot of work that had to happen in me um so um I'm, i'm very thankful for that because um yeah, I, I just realized how much laying down and surrender I had to do because before I got sick, I'm like, oh, I got this. You know, you think you're like, like on the right road. And, but I didn't mm-hmm. realize how much was yeah. there till I lost a whole lot of stuff. Well, and I'll tell you something else too. The, the, uh, active surrender no. doesn't end. It's, it is something that for yes. me is daily. I mean, daily. Yes. It's like, oh gosh, another yes. thing to surrender. Ah, yes, me too. But me it's too. good. It's good. <laughs> so, can you share with our listeners some of the ways that you build your faith? That have helped to build my faith is just um, honestly just my my prayer time. I've I've had a lot of alone time. Um, with the Lord since mm-hmm. I felt ill with chronic illness, which has been one of the blessings of chronic illness. <laughs> um, I was completely removed mm-hmm. from all distractions and I literally was like in wilderness. Um, so, you mm-hmm. know, during that time, it just, um, it, just his word, just reading his word. Um, and really if I felt like if I would, let my thoughts control me as far as I, I could have went into depression, um, self-pity and I, and I headed that direction for a little while. And, um, so I'm mm-hmm. not one of those to be like, well, just think more positive or anything like that. But 
for me, it really was taking that thought captive, literally, and just bringing it to the word of God. Yes. You know, like even with Job, and sometimes that's hard because, you know, when you do bring it back to the word of God, Job went through some hard things. So that doesn't mean when we bring it back to God's word that it means, you know, it might mean we're going to have to walk through something hard. Um, but you know, he will, he will strengthen us if we just rely on him. And so, and so another thing, you know, that, that has built my faith too, is just focusing on, um, that verse in Corinthians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And so when Paul was, when he wrote that he was in prison. And so he said, you know, I have been brought low. Mm -hmm. I have done without, and I have lived in abundance. And so I was like, yes, Lord, you know, uh, I worked as a nurse that we had things. Then I was brought low, <laughs> you know, I've done with, we've done without and yes. I can be content in all circumstances because I know that you, you could, you strengthen me. And so I just tried to keep my mind there because my mind would sometimes go off track. And I was just like, Tracy, you need to bring it back to what God says in his word and, and keep him at those promises. Mm, and that. That is not no. a simple thing to no. do because the world around us doesn't right. function that way. And so even our own family members sometimes can kind of pull right. us away from that um, and get us thinking otherwise. And then we're like, wait, 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 I have to yeah. remember the truth. There's so many times I've been pulled in the opposite so, direction and... I mean, it, it's, it has by far been the hardest thing for me to learn. And especially, I think some people, mm-hmm. for me, I'm an introvert. I'm a writer. Um, I, I deeply think about things. I, I deeply feel, I feel others' pains. I can take on somebody's mood. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I feel like it's, it's a big struggle um, yes. to, to, to take those thoughts captive because I'm so in my thoughts all the time. And mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, Me you're too. right. It's definitely not something easy to do. And, and I just, and like, I haven't conquered it. It's just something, like you said, I have to remind myself of daily, a daily renewing of the mind yeah. on the daily. <laughs> right. That's right. That's right. So I'd like to talk a little bit about um, your, you know, never giving up and, you know, why, how have you been able to do that? Why do you find it so important? Um, Wow. Um, I just, I think with, if I didn't know the Lord, I would have probably have done given up. Um, so I, Mm -hmm. I think just reading his word, knowing that he always has my good in mind regardless. And, um, Mm -hmm. and so I, he's put me here as a mother, as a wife. Um, I'm not going to become chronic illness. I've been there. I've done that. And I'm just like, I, it could easily take me out, but I know, um, that I keep going because, you know, he, he has a purpose. And, and so I really look at it like this too. Um, I try to find the purpose, which is hard because sometimes you're like, there is no purpose for this. Um, right. But I do realize too this year um, how many people there's thousands of people that are coming down with the same thing that I have from COVID, 
And so I think sometimes he's like, you know, Mm -hmm. your wilderness season, um, you were made for such a time as this. And I think that that goes for all of us because Mm -hmm. there's, there's some people Mm -hmm. I can't speak to because I've never been there. I've never, you know, so I think that he, he creates us all, um, we, we reach somebody, you know? And so for me, I feel like he's like, there, there, there is a lot of people out there suffering right now. And so, um, I, I just feel like that, um, maybe I I could comfort somebody. So, so here lately, I've been kind of trying to join some of the groups, um, to help people that have this, because in the beginning, it's extremely hard. These are people that are right um, you know they may not be able to go back to work um so that's it's very hard and I've been there and, and through this process I think God has is teaching me how to be a better listener because I probably wasn't I, I may have been like you know I've, I was a nurse and I'd like to think that I was very compassionate but I feel like this this has made me more compassionate um and He's mm-hmm. like, you know, don't just go in and assume things like Job's friends. You need to go in and you need to listen. Um, you know, you need to to listen to mm-hmm. others and just be a comforting presence. Um, so I think that's one thing I've learned yeah. there too is just um, to how to listen and, and to try to be there for others. Yeah, you know, I've really found that in the the hardest times for me, like if I'm having like a bout with depression or like really, you know, it it usually was the depression that I was like, God, why? I, I, I know this isn't good. Um, and I'm trying so hard to not be down here in the pit, you know, and I'm begging you to please lift me. I don't, I don't want to live like this. Um, I don't think this is glorifying to you. And, and then um, what, what I remind myself of now in any moments that feel desperate or low is what he told me that day is like, I'm using this, like I'm using this to help other people. And so I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, all right. I guess I can keep chugging (laughs) along. Yeah, I mean, it really is to love him and to love others. And so I feel like, you know, sympathy and empathy um, to others, even if we don't really understand what they're going through, it's just huge just to listen to somebody. Um, Because after, you know, Mm -hmm. you're right, like, after I got sick, I I walked through, you know, a season of of depression. And, um, and that that's, that's hard hard and people just you know they want a quick band-aid like just think positive you're too blessed to be stressed and and those aren't really um it wasn't very helpful at the time because I didn't I wasn't really choosing to feel that way and I wasn't even mauling over the things I lost I just for some reason just felt that way and couldn't put my finger on why yes oh yeah thank you so much for that too because uh, same thing. It's like, no, I'm not dwelling right. on anything. Like it it's just like, <laughs> I. it's, yeah, it's just like uh, hanging heavy on me. And I, I'm praying like right. nonstop. Right. <laughs> yeah. right. 
So I, I get it. Um, I understand that you're working on a new website um, that's going to have resources for chronic illness, Bible study tools, devotionals, things of that nature. And it all sounds so great. Um, but in the meantime, I'm wondering how we can stay connected with you. And um, um, yeah, yeah. So can you um, tell I us have an how Instagram we can do that? and it's Tracy Hagler Bible Study. And I have Pinterest um, and mm-hmm. it's Tracy Hagler Bible Study okay. as well. Um, and on my Pinterest, I've kind of done it for a while. I, I had a blog before um, this new one where I basically just kind of told my testimony on it. And so um, so then I started this new one and I kind of focused a little more on the, the chronic illness on the old one. And this new site, I kind of just wanted to focus more on just God's word. So I thought, you know, Bible study tools and devotionals um, would be good and Mm -hmm. so um you know I just feel I just feel a heavy thing on my heart to um to try to help other people that are walking through you know chronic illness and depression it's just not as easy as people think because an invisible illness it's it's like my body looks the same I don't have a cast on um but literally Mm -hmm. inside your body you feel like you got the flu times 10 you can't shower yourself at times you can't um, you have breathing issues like it's and so when you tell people like the name just is degrading in a way because it says chronic fatigue and I'm like it's not just fatigue it's, mm-hmm. it's just like 200 other symptoms right um so you know people's like well why are you missing charge why are you not at work yet so they don't see the days that you know um that you're in bed for you know, a month straight, you know, just your husband mm-hmm. sees you. And so when you are able mm-hmm. to get out, you put your makeup on your hair and you look the same. So you look normal to everybody else. And so they don't yeah. realize, but, um, but that was another thing I did want to say is that, that the enemy can really use that too. I realized like the, like, you know, offense because of oh, yeah. the things that people say or don't understand. And I really realized too, that, you know, when Jesus was here, he was completely misunderstood. And so he didn't really waste any time mm-hmm. explaining or trying to get people to understand. And so I think I've done that a no, lot. He like didn't. I spent a whole lot of time like, Ooh. you don't understand, or just trying to explain it and explain it until I was exhausted. And I'm like, you know, he just kept doing the father's business. And so. Wow. You know what? Oh my goodness. I, I can't help it. This is too, this is too crazy. Like in a good way, because same thing, like I've always had this um, strong desire to like, yes. no, I have to explain. You're not me understanding. Too. Like, let me explain. Let me explain. And I don't. Yeah. But this season, I'm telling you, God has even renewed that in me. And I get it. Just what you said. I focused on the life of Jesus this this past year. Like I really dug into his life, his ministry while he was here. And that was a big thing that stood out to me and something that I've really tried to embrace and adopt that like Jesus did not spend time explaining things. Mm-hmm. He spoke truth. Yep. He did the work of the Father and he let the chips fall where they may. He did not wrangle anybody around like he didn't he didn't and he never even I mean most of the time he didn't even answer questions directly he would ask them a question to make them think and to I even believe 
show them that they don't right. actually know what they think they know. Um, yes. And so, oh, I just, I've really tried to, um, in moments where I'm tempted to explain myself or, right. you know, argue something, I pause and right. I'm like, you know what? I don't need to. I said the truth and that's all right. I need to do. And now I'm just going to pray right. um, for that person or that situation and right. I'm going to move on. And I'm not going to dwell on it. Right. And, I'm not gonna and, I, and I think that keeps understand. like a lot of offense and bitterness out of our hearts too, you know, because, because when I was trying to explain, oh, like, yeah. it was so crazy because people, some people was just like, cause I have worked my whole entire life. Like I'm one of those type A personalities. So this just makes me feel lazy because with chronic fatigue, like if you overexert yourself, like just sweep your floors, you might be bed bound for three days from the exertion of sweeping your floor so so to me like to Ugh, be better I have yeah. to just sit here which is like a nightmare for me because I'm somebody that gets up and goes so you know and I think I'm like Tracy some people yes. might think you just don't want to work they might think you're just being lazy and so mm -hmm. I find myself explaining but when I explain mm -hmm. it also looks like I'm talking about my illness and it's like self-pity you know so I'm like I I'm just done with it like I'm like people will believe what right. they believe and I know the truth. And so that yep. way I can, you know, still just love people and, you know, it, well, this is, it's a whole nother story. I don't want to get into that and take all your time, but I mean, I can go on. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, Tracy, I really appreciate your time and just you talking to us. Um, and I will be sure to share your your Instagram and your Pinterest links in the notes of this show. Um, and I yeah, I just, I, I really just thank you for being here. <laughs> We're going to have to take some time to talk other than <laughs> that would be great. Yes, I would love it. Thanks for being with me today. Let's keep practicing saying no to perfect and yes to truth. Take care. Hi, friends. I'm so glad that you've been enjoying the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast and wanted you to know that if you'd like to support this podcast and its message, any contribution would be greatly appreciated. To donate $0.99, cents, $4.99, or $9.99 a month, this podcast, simply click the Anchor link in the notes of this show. Once you're on the Anchor homepage of the You Don't Have to Be Perfect podcast, click the middle button that says support. Select your amount and enter your info. It's quick and easy and will make a great impact in the lives of my family.